rhapsody, enthusiastic expression of feeling, an epic poem, a recitation, highly emotional utterance, literary, music in a regular form, stitched together, improvised, a collection of effusive, extravagant discourse, rapturous, ecstasy, You're listening to a Rose Rhapsody. I understand. And now, the read. So, we have lots of fairy tales about maidens and princesses and danger and distress and confusion, yada yada. Here's one about a guy who had a pretty decent life. Work, a happy wife, and a good ear for music. But he also had, wait for it, an idea. This idea was so strong in him that he was obsessed. He gave up this pretty good life he had for a weird and improbable, not likely to pay off in a million years gamble. A dream. The guy's name is Sadko. He's a fisherman in his day job. He does all right, but it's hard work being a commercial fisherman. What Sadko really lives for is to play music. Right, an artist who can't get by on his art, so he's got to do something else just to pay the rent. Far-fetched, huh? No, not really. It's a story that's been bopping around the old country and the universe forever, if not longer, since the human animal has been able to talk, which some people think is not the greatest thing ever to happen. Anyway... Nobody who's alive now was alive when this story's supposed to be taking place. But the story keeps getting told. That's the thing about fairy tales. They just keep going and going. Maybe that's why they always seem new and we can keep telling them. Paradoxical? Maybe. There's a city in the oldest part of the old country called Uzarod. And back then, whenever this was, Uzerod was full of self-important fat cats. Politicians, money people, idiots who think they're geniuses. You know, like most cities. And Sadko lives there in Uzerod. Like I said, he's a fisherman, but he's also a goosely player and pretty good at it. You know, a goosely, kind of a small harp like a dulcimer, like you might hear in an Appalachian folk band, or in a folk band around Uzerod. Sounds like this. Anyway, Sadko's one of the best goosely players around. Certainly the best in Uzerod. But musicians, as you may have heard, are generally underappreciated and humongously underpaid. So poor old Sadko needs to fish to make enough dough to keep him and his wife in tea cakes. But Sadko's also a bit of a smartass, and he thinks he knows more than all these jerks who run the town. 
His challenged economic status only makes him more loud-mouthed and obstreperous about things. He's convinced that all this sad little burg needs is a river to connect the local lake, Lake Lemuria, to a bigger lake, Lake Swavka, the biggest lake on the continent, about a hundred miles away. Okay, they'd have to dig a river, I mean make one, and that would cost a lot of money and effort, but Sadko's convinced it would be good for the people and the town and the local economy. Heck, the town might become famous. They might even need to start a town band with union wages and everything. He brings it up one night at a city council meeting, and all he gets is derision and scorn. Everyone laughs at him. A river! From here to Lake Swavka, don't be ridiculous. Shut up and play the goosely. Well, you can see how that only makes Sadko, well, sad. But he keeps talking about it, even in the town square where he occasionally plays his goosely at sunset for people strolling by who throw a coin or two in his hat. One night, after a particularly humiliating town square concert in which he spoke about his river idea, he was walking along the local lakeshore, Lake Lemuria, and he was pretty down and out. He picked up his goosely and played a blues number so sad that a magical swan appeared to him. Right, a magical swan. And Sadko wasn't even on anything. This swan told him about a place to go fishing in Big Lake Swavka, where he was sure to catch golden fish. No, not goldfish. Fish made of gold. And he'd catch so many, it would ensure his fortune forever, and he could build a river to the doggone moon if he wanted to. So he runs home to tell Lubava, his wife, about it, and she thinks he's nuts. She just rolls her eyes at the idea of a magical swan. But then Lubava says, And Lake Swavka, that's a hundred miles away, and you don't even have a boat. And what for? We're perfectly happy here with you fishing on the pier and playing your goosely for loose change at night. And then putting her foot down, and in what may be the only instance in history of the wife of a musician saying anything like this to her husband— she asked, Why do we need a fortune? Didn't matter. Sadko couldn't get the swan out of his mind. He thought maybe, as his wife had suggested more than once, he really was going nuts. But now his talk about the river between Lake Lemuria and Lake Swavka got even louder. And he added to it his story of the voyage he needed to take to catch some golden fish. Maybe he left out the part about the magic swan. He went back to the town council, and you might have thought they would have laughed at him again, but they liked the idea of golden fish, or golden anything if it could make them richer. So they put their heads together, and they came up with some grant money for this crazy goosely player and his voyage to catch golden fish idea. Sadko buys a small boat, with his grant money, grabs his fishing pole and his goosely, and he pulls them along by foot, because remember there's no river to Lake Swavka yet, for his golden fishing trip. He gets there, 
and he can't seem to remember exactly where the magic swan told him to drop his line in the big lake. He tries to serenade her again with the blues, but the swan never reappears. He fishes every inch of that lake, and except for a couple of crappy and largemouth bass, his net stays empty. Golden fish? Nada. He's gone for what seems like an eternity. People in Nuzerat almost forget about him, including his poor old wife, Lubava, who is not happy. Eventually, Sadko gives up, leaves his new boat paid for with public money behind, and sets out for home. He's trudging along the hundred miles back to Uzerod when he runs into a fellow doing a pencil drawing of the landscape. "'Hey, that's not half bad,' says Sadko. "'Thanks,' says the artist. "'Just a sketch before I get back to my day job.' "'Well, what's your day job?' asks Sadko. "'Ah, I'm a low-level architect at a big firm, but if I could make it pay off, I'd be a full-time artist.' Then Sadko had another of his famous ideas. "'Say, how'd you like to design a river from Lake Lemuria to Lake Suavka? I could probably get you a grant.' The pencil artist and low-level architect couldn't believe it. It's just the kind of project he'd been dreaming of. He pulls out a piece of drawing paper and gets right to work. Sadko continues his journey, and he meets a woman driving stakes into the ground. "'What you doing there?' The woman answers, oh, "'Just staking out a garden for this old codger who lives down the road.' I'm really a large-format environmental sculptor, but I can't pay the bills doing that, so a girl's got to make a living. Hey, says Sadko, I've got an artist drawing up plans for a river to Uzerod. We could use someone like you to make it happen. I'm in, she says. A little later, Sadko runs into a guy digging a ditch. Wow, that looks like hard work, he says. The guy says, it is, but if someone would take a look at my new digging invention and let me give it a try, it would go ten times faster. But nobody wants to take a chance on me. Sadko says, oh, really? May I introduce myself? Well, you get the idea. Sadko Enterprises, Creative Consultants Limited, Artistic Solutions, a specialty. Watch this space. One day out of the blue, Sadko comes back to Uzerod. Good thing, because Lubava had started getting awful friendly with a trombone player from the neighboring town of Winnetka. When he finally gets home, Sadko is so tired from his fishing trip and then walking all that way and running his creative consultant business, he falls asleep on the shore of local Lake Lemuria for nine months. He just sleeps and sleeps and sleeps. He was really worn out. And he's dreaming of the swan. And this time, in his dream, he's serenading the swan on his goosely. And the swan's singing is really out of sight. And Sadko's playing these great riffs. And then suddenly, in the dream, the swan's curvy neck turns into a river. Now, since there's always a wife to wake a husband from a nice nap, Lubava eventually comes along. She says, 
Wake up, you big burning hunk of love. Look what you did. Sadko wakes up, goes to the bathroom, and looks out at the lakeshore and this new river stretching off in the direction of Lake Suavka a hundred miles away and says, Wow, man, what a dream. And all the people of the town are standing around applauding him and taking pictures. And there's a festival going on and a town band with a whole goosely section. And they are really swinging. What a party that was. And so, even today, if you go to visit Uzerod... You can sail on the lake, go fishing, go swimming, and then you go down the river a hundred miles to the other lake and back again. And if you happen to be strolling through the town square at sunset, you'll hear the sweetest sound you ever heard. Goosely players everywhere. Just drop a few coins in their hat. They'll play all night long. And paradoxically, happily ever after. You've been listening to Sadco, written and performed by me. I'm Rick Fauché. Rhapsody drop the first Monday of every month and can be found on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you take your listening pleasure. That fabulous horn you've been hearing belongs to Marcus Roots, along with his collaborator on the keys, Adrian Ruiz. Additional tracks from Sessions of Rhapsody in Blue feature guitarist Matt Gold, Hader Garcia on percussion, and the tenor saxophone of Irvin Pierce. To learn more about us and what we do, head over to theroserhapsody.com. And if you love interesting new content as much as we do, spread the word or drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. week's podcast was produced by Trevor Cochran and Richard C. Washer and is a product of the Rose Theater Company. All rights reserved. I'm Leslie Kopolinski. Now let's get back to that horn. <laughs>